little unsteady. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you, Spence, for the introduction. I am Scott Mamaday. Uh, I'm a Kiowa Indian. Kiowas are a Southern Plains tribe who live now in Oklahoma. Uh, the earliest evidence we have of them places them in what is now Western Montana. They made a migration down along the Rockies into the Southern Plains and settled in Southwestern Oklahoma at a place called Rainy Mountain, which has become very dear to me. I identify with that place. But I would like to share with you uh, some of the wisdom of my people. So I, I propose to tell you three short stories, and uh, they'll have something to say about what they mean in a certain way. The first story has to do with a famous Kiowa chief whose name was Setangia, Sitting Bear. He was an interesting man. There is one photograph of him here in the National Archive, and it is the photograph of an old man with long, scraggly white hair, a Fu Manchu mustache, wrinkled face. He appears to have only one eye, and he's glaring into the lens of the camera, and there is no love lost there. He wears a bandolier and what appears to be a kind of skin, maybe buffalo, uh, with fur, furry skin. And his hands are in his lap like this. The photograph comes just up from his hands. Very wrinkled hands, gnarled hands. He is a, he's a, an original. He's an original. I imagine that he spoke in a voice that something like the Godfather's. I am Setangia. My son, my son was killed in Texas. I went there and I gathered up the bones and I placed them on the back of a horse and I brought them home. I made a little teepee, a ceremonial teepee, and I placed the bones in the teepee at night. And I said to the people, come, come, my son is at home tonight. Come, pay your respects. As I say, he was an original. That's true. He gathered up the bones of his son and carried them on the back of a horse around through the camps and uh, placed them in a ceremonial teepee at night. He died at Fort Sill. He was shot by cavalry uh, officers and, and uh, guards. And he is the only Indian buried in the military cemetery at Fort Sill. And the road upon which he died is called Sitting Bear Road. So he was, he was uh, finally acknowledged and he became a famous man. Sitting Bear was the leader of the Kaitsenko Society. Now that society was the crazy dog society in the Kiowa tribe. 
And let me tell you what it meant to be the leader of that, of that elite military organization. It was composed of ten men only, the ten most brave. And each of the warriors wore a red sash which trailed the ground, and he carried a sacred arrow. And in time of battle, he impaled the sash to the ground with, by means of the arrow, and he stood that ground to the death. So to be the leader of this society was, was a very great, great honor. The ideal of the society is a military society, so it was a warrior ideal. There were four principles which informed that ideal. Bravery, steadfastness, generosity, and virtue, virtue meaning appropriate behavior, to be true, to be true. So that is, uh, that is uh, the, the first of the stories that I wanted to tell you, story of this old man who was crazy brave, you know, brave to an unimaginable uh, extent. The second story, is about a horse. The Kiowas were a horse people, as were all the Plains tribes, the eight tribes on the Great Plains. They were, that, uh, that culture is called the horse culture, sometimes called the centaur culture. So the horse was uh, extremely important to the culture. The acquisition of the horse is a story that, uh, about which many, many books have been written. But all of those books can be condensed into the little story that I'm about to tell you. There was a man who owned a fine hunting horse. It was black and fast and afraid of nothing. When it was turned in the direction of an enemy, it struck at full speed. The man need have no hand upon the rein. But you know, that man new fear. And once during a charge, he turned that animal from its course. That, that was a bad thing. The hunting horse died of shame. It seems to me that that story says more than all of the books I've read on the acquisition of the horse. It talks it, it really does give us the spirit of the centaur, doesn't it? But it is the story of a centaur of which the human half has failed. It's a story of cowardice, a story of fear. And the man who turned the animal from its course did not use fear in the proper way. This fear can be uh, a positive, can be used to one's advantage. But in this case, it was aborted and uh, the, the uh, venture failed. The third story is about a Navajo man, and it was told to me by my, my friend, the late Vine Deloria, told of a man who was out, way out uh, on the reservation in a very remote place. The man had a job, but he lost his job, 
and he had a family. He had several children and a wife who was pregnant, and uh, he had fallen on very hard times. The friend of the family came to visit one day and perceived that the man was in bad straits, and he said to, he said to him, look, um, I see that your, your larder is empty. I see that you have many mouths to feed. I see that your wife is expecting. I know you to be a hunter. I know you to be a good hunter. Why don't you go out and kill a deer so that you and your family might have fresh meat to eat? And the man replied, no, you see, it is inappropriate that I should take life just now when I am expecting the gift of life. So these are the things that I would like to share with you. Um, the old man who was brave and who, and who died as he had lived uh, well. He died well, he lived well. He predicated his life upon those principles of bravery, steadfastness, generosity, and virtue. The hunting horse the man who knew fear, and the horse who died of shame. And finally, this man who, whose idea of the appropriate was, was uh, foremost in his, in, his, uh, in his life and in his mind. You know, I talk to young <coughs> Indian people frequently, <coughs> and I say to them, I say to them, Whatever you do, insist upon defining yourself. Do not allow yourself to be defined by others. They are always there, always there, and you know this as well as I do. They're always there ready to define you. And by doing so, they can determine, they can determine your life. Do not let that happen. Insist upon defining yourself. Insist upon living by those principles and using fear in the right and positive and creative way. And do what is proper, appropriate. If you do those things, you cannot go wrong. Aho.